Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, if you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. I hope you are having an amazing day today. I'm going to give an unpopular opinion today. And I know that (laughs) it is an unpopular opinion because there was a very enthusiastic exchange in the Primal Potential Facebook group, which is a free, free, great community on Facebook. And uh, I think I was the only person who had this opinion. And so I want to talk about it. And I want to get your feedback on this. Before we do that, and we're going to do a couple of other things, a couple of questions that came in around being a perpetual learner and a few other different things. But before we get to that, I want to let you know I'm giving away my favorite protein. I have been using this constantly. I mean, it's a staple in our house, but especially as the weather gets warmer. I don't know about you, sometimes heavier foods and a lot of those like higher protein foods don't appeal to me as much in the warmer weather. I prefer lighter foods and uh, higher water content foods, fruits and vegetables and things like that more than proteins. But it is absolutely critical that I get enough protein, that my kids get enough protein. Chris has been focusing on making sure he's getting plenty of protein. Protein is just a really underappreciated macronutrient in terms of what it does for your body, in terms of what it can do for satiety. And I use this protein powder on a regular basis to add protein, maybe to things like Greek yogurt that are already pretty high protein, but just to boost it a little bit. But I also just do straight up smoothies on a regular basis. Sometimes it's because I want just a sweet treat. And this can be that for me. But other times if Roman is in a funk or he's not doing really well eating meat and I want to make sure he's getting enough protein or if he wants a treat and I don't want to give him ice cream or cookies or things like that, he really sees this as a treat as well. So we all drink it. Now I just make like a triple or quadruple protein smoothie because I know inevitably if I don't, then Roman's going to have mine and or Chris's. So I'm going to give that away. I prefer the protein, uh, the chocolate. I like vanilla, but I tend to just default to chocolate with things like protein shakes. Uh, And I think 
because with vanilla, I might want to add berries or fruit or different things like that. And I don't eat a ton of fruit. So with the chocolate, I like that I can do coconut milk in there or I can do peanut butter or some sort of nut butter. And I just enjoy that flavor combination. But the vanilla and the chocolate are really good. There's some other flavors, but vanilla and chocolate in our home are the ones we use the most regularly. In fact, my mom was just asking the other day, do you have a chocolate? Mine's not coming for a few days and I ran out. So Roman drinks it. We drink it all the time. I'm going to give it away. I'll announce the winner at the end of the show. I'll also put the link to it in the show description and a coupon code if you want to check it out. But it's a really great option for you as well as for your kids uh, if you are looking to get more protein. Okay, let's talk about this conversation that came up in the Facebook group and my unpopular opinion. So somebody posted something along the lines of, I went shopping, I tried on this thing, and I thought it looked really great, and I was pleasantly surprised by the size that it was, but then I got home and the lighting was better, and I realized it was actually a different size, and it was bigger than I normally wear, and that's like really bugging me, and I feel bad about myself. What do you think? And there were a ton of comments, very engaging topic. I was surprised by how many people said, cut out the tag. Like so many people said, don't worry about it, cut out the tag. Here's why I disagree with that. Obviously, do whatever you want. You're an adult, right? But here's why I personally would not cut out the tag. I believe that that just reinforces this idea that if you can't see it, it's not a problem. But at the end of the day, it's not the number that's the problem. It's how you feel about the number that's the problem. And that doesn't go away because you can't see it. And I don't personally want to reinforce the like, look, as long as you don't get on the scale, then you don't see what you weigh, so it can't possibly bother you. Your body is your body. No matter what the number inside your gene says, no matter what the number on the scale says, it's not less real because you don't have a data point to put with it. So let's say that I pull on a pair of jeans when I'm out shopping and the ones that fit me are two sizes bigger than I would prefer to wear, which is very much my postpartum reality right now. And I don't like that. Sure, we could say, buy the jeans, they look cute, sizes don't really mean anything. And there's a lot of truth to the fact that, you know, depending on the clothing manufacturer, I mean, you could have the same pair of jeans that in one company is called a six, and in another company is called a 12. I mean, the the variability in sizes is huge, but I don't think that's the point here. If I don't like how I feel about the association with this particular this particular size I want to face that I want to explore that I don't want to just put my hands over my eyes or cut the tag out la 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 like eh, rock the rock the jeans rock the shorts rock the bathing suit pretend that the size isn't really real why does this bother me well because I used to be xyz size okay well what what does the size mean to me? Well, it's a reflection of the shape of my body. Okay, how do I feel about the shape of my body? Well, I feel like, you know, I'm a little bit rounder than I want to be. I'm a little bit jigglier than I want to be. Okay, 
So what do we want to do about that? Well, I'd love to lose some weight. Okay. So what are we going to do about that? Well, I need to eat better. Okay. So what are we going to do about that? Well, I guess I should do some meal plans. Well, what am I going to do about that? Well, I guess today I can have a plan for for dinner. Okay, what are we going to do about that? I don't ever want to just pretend something isn't there because it's going to make me feel better. I don't believe that that as a strategy sets me up for success. Think about it this way. I have a 13-year-old bonus daughter. And let's say her progress report comes in and there's a D on it. For no amount of time do I want to be like, just don't look at it. (laughs) Like, just don't look at it and it won't bother you. No, I want to face it head on. I want to go there. I want to understand what it means. I want to understand what I can do. That feeling Right, Whether we're talking about, I don't like the way I look in the mirror, I don't like the size in the pants that fit me, or anything, jealousy, that feeling holds information. And that information is an opportunity to take action or to make change if there needs to be change. I've talked before about how I see jealousy as a tool, not as this thing where, oh, you shouldn't be jealous. Oh, you need to think about it differently. What does this feeling tell me about what I want or need to be different in my life? The example that I've used before on this podcast is, let's say that there's this couple that I'm friends with, and they're always posting on Instagram their fun date nights and how they keep the spark alive, and and that makes me feel jealous. That feeling holds information for me. It holds opportunity for me. What is this telling me about what I want in my relationship? What am I going to do with that? How can I use this feeling to create a positive difference in my life? And I believe that the same thing is true if you feel a certain way about the number inside your pants. Now, it could be that you're really happy with your body size and you're just irritated that this particular clothing manufacturer calls what would normally in any other retailer be a six and they call it a 10 and you're mad about it. I still think even if it's not something where you want to change your body or you want to get in better shape or whatever, it still presents an opportunity. Why does this bother me? What am I making it mean? And is there a better option? I fundamentally do not believe that we should just cover our eyes and pretend that it doesn't exist and move on. That feeling is an opportunity for us to explore something that can make us better or stronger. You know, I think a lot about the difference between protecting ourselves from something and equipping ourselves to handle it. This has come up for me actually going back to, you know, having a teenage bonus daughter. There's a real big difference between protecting her from difficulties with friends or social situations or bullying even, protecting her from that versus equipping her to be able to navigate those things successfully. And when it comes to kids, like it seems so obvious to me that I don't want to protect my kids from 
hearing unkind things. I mean, sure, we don't ever want them to hear something unkind, but it is more important to me that my kids have the skills to thrive and survive when insulted or made fun of or whatever than to try to protect them from that. Now, obviously, there you know you you want to protect your kid from physical violence, obviously, but in the things that are we're all going to get exposed to, disappointment, frustration, being made fun of, like almost every human that walks the face of the earth is going to be exposed to those things. I want to make sure not that we avoid those things, but that we are equipped to thrive as they happen, not just survive them and get by banged up and bruised, but to thrive. And I want that for myself too. I'm not looking to avoid hardship in business. I want to make sure that I thrive when the inevitable hardships happen in my business. I'm not looking to avoid conflict with my friends. I want to set myself up to thrive when there is conflict because there's going to be conflict. Just the other day in the consistency course, somebody asked, we, were, we go live weekly right now through the summer. It's usually twice a month, but weekly as we try to take full advantage of the summer. And somebody was saying like, what are your tools when you look in the mirror and you really don't like what you see? I said, oh, I'm so glad you asked. I'm exactly there right now. <laughs> and one of the things that I was explaining is that I practice being really objective what I see and how I feel about what I see isn't any reflection on who I am. It's a reflection of choices that I've made and circumstances that I've been through. So when I look at my body in the mirror and I see, you know, a belly that is bigger than I want it to be, and I see arms that are bigger than I want them to be, that is not about who I am. That is a reflection of three pregnancies and four babies in less than two and a half years and being more flexible with how I ate during that time and not working out as much or as intensely during that time. It's a reflection of those things. That's all. I don't have to love it, but I don't have to hate myself or even have negative feelings about it. It can just be objective. This is where I'm at. And if I don't like it, I can change it. I believe that practicing this ruthless objectivity without being judgmental, just fat like this is what it is. And today is an opportunity to change it. And I can be in an incrementally better place tomorrow or at the end of the day today because of the choices that I make. This reaction that I have to it of I don't like it or I wish it was different, that holds information for me. I want to use that information. I want to leverage that feedback instead of just trying to avoid it, cover my eyes, la, la, la. And clearly, a lot of people disagree, and they think that, you know, we should cut out the tag. But that is why I don't feel that is the best option. If you feel jealous of someone or something, I remember years ago, there was somebody in one of my groups that said they went to a nail salon and they were sitting there getting their nails done and somebody walked in and she looked to be about the same age as they were. And this person that walked in was like super well put together, fit healthy, cute outfit, cute bag, like carried herself well. And and this client of mine noticed a feeling of envy. Like, I wish I looked that good or I wish, wish I was that put together. There's information there. What is this telling me about what I want and what can I do with that? What will I do with that? Use it, leverage it, 
this is one of the things I talk about all the time with my clients is getting to know yourself better by slowing down with your thoughts and engaging with them instead of just rushing through them and reacting and being impulsive or trying to push things away. Huh, what's that feeling about? What does that suggest about what is important to me or what is not important to me or about the direction in which I want to go or feel I should go? What is this telling me? Slow down. Get to know yourself better. Slow down and get to know yourself better. Engage with those thoughts. I was going to bring up another conversation that's unrelated, but I really feel like this one needs to stand alone because it's so important. When you have those uncomfortable feelings and you don't like the way you're looking in these jeans or you don't appreciate the tag in the pants that fit you right now, or you feel jealous or you feel angry, there's something in that feeling for you. There's something in that feeling that you can use to move to the next level. Even when I get irritated with my husband about something, there is something for me in that reaction. There's an opportunity for me to understand myself better, for me to understand him better, for me to communicate better, for me to express my needs and desires differently. There's something for us in these feelings. So, I don't think cutting out the tag is the way to go. The winner of My Favorite Protein, I hope you check it out because it's actually really good and most of them suck and most of them have crappy fillers and too much sugar, but this one is tasty and clean. I'll link it up in the show description. The winner is Arlano M, A-R-E-L-L-A-N-O-M. Email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com within 60 days of this episode airing. Let me know that you were the winner for episode 1096. Include your mailing address and I will ship out my favorite protein powder to you. Have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon.